Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, what's up? And welcome to today's episode of Build Your Tribe. Recently, I was scrolling through TikTok and the algorithms were working their magic and they brought me to this video of this guy that was explaining how him and his wife made like $70,000 in one month, pretty much almost 100% passively from real estate investments. And when I heard this, I was like, that's really cool. Like, that's awesome. That's a lot of money. But real estate investing, there's no way I'm anywhere near that. I mean, I'm 24 years old. I don't even own my own home to live in. But you know, that's cool. That's awesome for him. Maybe that's something that I'll get into one day. I know that recently I listened to episode 500 of Build Your Tribe, where my parents talked about real estate investments as a stream of income that they have. And I was like, cool, maybe one day when I'm in my late 30s, or when I'm in my 40s, like that's a route that I could go down. But this video popped up on my TikTok for you page and it kind of sparked my interest. So I was like, all right, let's see what else this guy has. Let's learn a little bit more about him. His name was Michael Elefante and he posts TikToks and YouTube videos, mostly primarily around this idea of investing in real estate. But his specific niche isn't commercial real estate or even rental properties, but short-term rental properties. And really, even specifically within that niche, his expertise is in Airbnb rental properties. Now, if you have no idea what Airbnb is, Airbnb, short for Air Bed and Breakfast, is basically an app where you can rent out your home, a portion of your home, your guest home. You can basically rent out your space for people to come stay in. I can tell you that myself personally, I almost exclusively stay in Airbnbs. I think of the last maybe 15 trips I've gone on, 14 of them I've stayed in an Airbnb and one time I stayed in a hotel. Airbnb is really increasing in its popularity and this is in no way an advertisement for Airbnb, but I think a lot of people recognize that for just about the same or maybe even a little bit less of a price, you can actually get a lot more with Airbnb. You get access to usually like a full kitchen, a living room, private parking spaces, backyards, you know, the whole gambit. If you're familiar with Airbnb, you know what I'm talking about. If you have no idea what Airbnb is, look it up because it's the thing of the future. It's the same idea as like Uber, where you don't have to have a taxi company and own 40 different vehicles. Instead, you basically let people drive their own car and pick up people and give them rides. It's a similar idea with Airbnb. And so this idea of investing in properties to turn into Airbnbs was really fascinating to me because I love Airbnb. And of course, I can speak personally saying that I absolutely love Airbnb, but also on a much broader sense from talking to people in my generation, I think we all really love Airbnb and it's something that we're trusting more and more and something that really is the travel of the future. A lot more people preferring Airbnbs over hotel rooms. So this was getting me excited. But again, it was something that I was like, okay, this is down the line. This is in the future. This is when I have hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to invest into buying homes, furnishing them and turning them into Airbnb properties. But what I've learned 
from the course that Michael teaches and from this interview today is that you don't need really any money to get started. He's going to share with you today some tips and some resources to get started in Airbnb property management and to start earning an income from Airbnb short-term rental properties with having to invest little to no money yourself. Now, of course, if you are in a financial position where you can invest more, then of course the options might be a little bit more plentiful and you might see bigger return on investment, but that's what we're going to talk about today. So if investing in real estate or short-term rental investing or Airbnb investing, if this is something you've never even thought about before, and if while I've been talking, you've been thinking, this isn't possible, this is not in my wheelhouse, there's no way, then I want to challenge you to keep listening. I want to challenge you to sit back, open up your mind, and just listen to what we're talking about in this conversation today. And if this is something you've already been thinking about, if this is an area that you've already begun to explore, then get excited because this episode is jam-packed with info. Also, during this episode, Michael is going to share a little bit of information about his course, the Airbnb Investor Academy. This is a course that myself personally, I took it, I binged listened to every single lesson, and then I rewatched every single lesson and took notes. He seriously provides so much in-depth, detailed knowledge, hands-on, real, transparent numbers. He is awesome, and I really loved his course. I'm a big raving fan of his course. He's going to talk about that a little bit during today's episode, but I did want to let you know that we have a 15% off discount code for you, and you can find out more information about that down in the show notes below the episode. But without further ado, let's get to the interview. Michael, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Rock. I'm super excited to be here. Super excited to have you here today for multiple reasons. I think this is going to be a really educational episode for a lot of our listeners talking about some things that they might not have ever considered before. I would love if you could just give us you know, the elevator pitch, give us your story, how you got into what you're doing today, and a little bit of your background. Yeah, for sure. So I was a college athlete. So right after college, after I you know, my career came dwindling down, wasn't able to play professionally. I was like, what am I passionate about? What do I want to dive into? And of course, being a young kid right out of college, I was like, well, what's just the fastest way to try and make more money so I could live, you know, an awesome life. And so I got into technology sales, hated it. And I was doing cold calls every day, kind of working up the corporate ladder, started to make more money, which is great. But I think I really started to value time over money. Mm. And same with my wife. We love to travel. So we're like, how can we achieve financial freedom? Which is having the freedom to do whatever you want with your time, be on your own terms. You don't have to wait for your PTO bank to increase enough to where you can travel. And the fastest path I kept coming back to was real estate. Mm. Now, we started to look at the traditional real estate, right? Which is buying a duplex or single family home, apartment complex, renting it out. And a lot of the traditional real estate you know, investing metrics, I was like, one to $200 a month in cash flow sounds great, but there's got to be a faster way to do it. And yeah. since we love to travel, we've used Airbnb a ton of different times. I was like, well, I wonder if the numbers make sense. You know, I look online and all these blogs are like, oh, you can't really make money on Airbnb. So I started like crafting my own little investment analysis calculator on a mm-hmm. spreadsheet and it, it grew over time of, you know, how I do it. And I started crunching numbers once I moved to Nashville a couple of years ago. I'm like, these numbers can't be real. So I was very conservative in my forecasting, finally dove into our first property. And the cash flow we were seeing was so substantial. I was like, it really doesn't take but one to three properties to be financially free versus mm-hmm. like a hundred doors, right? Of like traditional yeah. real estate. So once we realized that, we just put all our focus on there, earning as much as we could and investing almost every dollar we had to spare. 
into short-term rentals. And we were financially free within 12 months and then quit our jobs within a year and a half. Wow. Four properties. Wow. And honestly, we could have done it with just two. So like thinking about that, looking back on it, it's like our goal was like 10 years financial freedom, like leave corporate America. Mm-hmm. It happened so fast for us, which is why it's so exciting because I know it can happen for anybody, right? If it can happen for us, I'm a true believer that anybody can do it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, we need to backtrack for a second. In a year, you were financially free. In a year. That's crazy. And I appreciate you kind of defining what you mean by financial freedom. I was going to ask you what your definition for financial freedom is, just total control over your time and how you spend it. So within a year, becoming financially free, how did you get started? Like, Do you need millions of dollars to get invested into short-term rentals? And can we even back up and just describe a little bit more for our audience. What is a short-term rental? What is Airbnb? Like, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. So the big differentiator between short-term rentals versus what most people think when investing in real estate, which is a traditional long-term rental, when you rent a place out on a lease agreement, typically like six to 12, maybe 24 months long, you have a tenant in place. They're paying you monthly rent. The really cool thing about short-term rentals is you're renting out, you're like a micro hotel. So you're renting out one night, two to seven nights is really for me key. You can rent it out for 30 nights or more if you want. But the cool thing is, is people are willing to spend more per night when they're on vacation than they would for their own living quarters, right? At an apartment. So you can certainly charge more and make more. But I think even cooler than that is you can create a unique experience for people. And that's where we've been able to be really successful and also makes it like fun. And it's more of like a passion project for us is to create like almost like Instagrammable moments within our properties to create an awesome experience for people celebrating a special occasion, whether it's a bachelorette party, whether it's a family vacation or like an outing with their friends they do once a year, having that space and experience for them, you know, it's a win-win. We can make more money by creating that experience, but also they're creating like lifelong memories and literally creating Instagrammable moments. We have people tag us in photos every once in a while of like in front of like a mural that we put up or something else cool in the house. Very cool. Very cool. And really leveraging the power of social media. Very smart. And kind of, I know you talk about it in your course, that like X factor that a lot of Airbnb properties are missing. So when we talk about initial investment, do you need to be born wealthy with a couple million dollars in the bank in order to get into this market? Of course, it varies. Like I'm sure sure if you're trying to invest in San Francisco or Santa Monica, it's a little bit different than investing in some small town in the Midwest. But can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So obviously, if you have more money, it helps right? with any investment, right? Starting out with a larger sum of money. I think the biggest misconception people have with me once I started to grow a large following on social media was, oh, he had money to start out or he was born with money, which is actually quite the contrary. I mean, I grew up in a great household and money was never an issue, but I never had anything handed to me, you know, especially as far as my investments were concerned. So there's the cool thing about Airbnb is there's different strategies to start with. You have no, literally no money. If you have a little money or if you have a lot of money or somewhere in between. So that's the coolest thing. And that's something I wish I knew earlier on with these low to no money strategies starting out. I would have started out far younger. So my method was to focus on my earnings, side hustle, increase, you know, my commissions at a sales job to a point where I could make that first investment, which was 15% down. You know, I had to furnish the place too. So paper furniture. But looking back on it, there's other strategies we can talk about, which is co-hosting, which is basically managing somebody else's property which takes $0 out of your own pocket, but you earn a percent of the revenue it does. So you're almost acting as a property manager, but you can automate most of it, which is amazing. And then rental arbitrage, which is legal if you set it up the right way through a corporate lease agreement, which is subletting out a space, whether it's apartment, condo, or house from a landlord and then furnishing it and renting it, re-renting it on Airbnb. 
So it takes a little bit of money there, but it's pure cash flow play. And then the buy and hold, which is traditional, you know, put money down, own the asset, and then furnish it, rent it out. Mm, got it. Okay. The rental arbitrage is something I've never really fully understood until now, but it makes sense because I've stayed in the past at Airbnbs in, you know, downtown San Francisco or downtown Seattle, where I'm staying in an apartment complex and I never fully understood how that works. So that makes a lot of sense now. And it also is really encouraging to hear that, you know, even if you have $0, this is a way that you can start to earn an income. Passive income is huge, obviously. Like, I think you'd probably agree there's no such thing as 100% passive income. At some point, there's got to be a little bit of work in, but you know, the, the goal is always to get as close to 100% passive as you can. So is this a lot of work? Like, you know, you got tenants to deal with, you got people coming in, coming out, we got upkeep. Is this a lot of work? Is this a really, really active income? It can be, but it depends how you set it up. Mm-hmm. So it certainly is more active, especially if you're not paying a property manager, which I personally don't to this point because they take 20 to 40%, most traditional PMs do, to, of revenue to manage the places. So the beauty about Airbnb nowadays is you don't need an office with keys where guests stop and pick them up, and you have to be on site and kind of handhold through the experience. Now, through technology with Airbnb, with Wi-Fi locks, with security cameras, with all sorts of ways to make the guest experience easier. And not only that, you can actually automate messaging. You can automate calendar syncing with cleaners, check-in and check-out instructions all automated in the background where we have four properties and we probably on average don't spend more than one to two hours per week managing them. So, you know, it's as as passive as you can get with Airbnb without paying a PM, Mm -hmm. but I'll take, you know, that 20 to 40% of revenue, which can really be a lot of money, basically paying ourselves, you know, one to two hours a week is great. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of passive income, can you tell our audience what stage of life, what you're currently doing right now as we record this, <laughs> as we record this podcast? Yeah. So the past year has been so wild for me and my wife, but once we became financially free, so I kind of touched on that earlier, but like financial freedom, the number varies per person, right? Depending where you live or if you have a family, but that's having enough, you know, residual or relatively passive income each month that is equal to or surpasses the amount you need as living expenses or your desired lifestyle expenses. So we were able to achieve that in December of 2020. And then we finally left our corporate jobs to travel full time. So literally we're in a camper van traveling across the entire country. We've always wanted to do like all the national parks and just see like maybe we, where we want to live next before having kids. So like the lifestyle we've been able to live is just like mind blowing to me because I never thought this was possible two years ago. So I'm still waiting for like the pinch me moment, like waking up from like a dream, but it's like, it's actually happening. So I don't know. It's just wild. You know, I always tell people like, it's possible for you because I never thought it was possible for us, but like we're doing it, you know? So I always encourage people like you can do it. Really encouraging. And also part of the story that we've kind of glossed over, you did this largely during one of the worst tourism years in the history of tourism in the (laughs) world. Like, in the year of 2020, you bought your first property, if I'm understanding correctly, in January of 2020? Or was it December? It was, uh, yeah, it was, I think we closed at the very end of October in 2019 and set it up by December 2019. But yeah, the second property we acquired, we were under contract when the first case of COVID happened in the United States. So we were, it was pretty nerve wracking. It was in Nashville too. So we went through with it. And yeah, it was certainly ups and downs. Travel in Nashville came to almost a halt across the world, really, did, but especially the cities. And the crazy thing is, we were still cash flow positive all but two months. Wow. And those two months, we only lost like 200 or 300 bucks those months. So, mm-hmm. 
overall still a good investment long term. And then we saw the trend of like, this can't be forever. People are going to travel eventually. And with less pressure from other investors, we're like, let's acquire a couple other properties while we can. And also working remote at our W2 jobs, we have the flexibility to travel to the mountains and manage a rehab on the property and set it up for Airbnb. And the surprising thing is, right after May, after those first initial two months of lockdowns, travel was booming in the mountains, in the lakes, and the beaches, because people still wanted to take their families and do workations, just get out of their house. Yeah. Um, so we saw that trend. So that's why we shifted to like the traditional vacation markets toward the end of the year. Hey, what's up? I wanted to interrupt this episode really quickly to tell you about the Insta Club Hub. The Insta Club Hub is my mom and I's Instagram coaching membership. It's the only place where you can get our most in-depth knowledge and training on all things Instagram. And I hear you. Instagram can be confusing. There's so much that changes all the time and there's so much you could learn. I mean, there's so much that changes like every single week with Instagram. And so that's why our goal in the Insta Club Hub is to make things as simple as possible so that you can know exactly what you need to do on a daily basis to not only grow your Instagram, but start converting your followers into customers. Start actually making money from your Instagram account. That's our goal. That's what we want to teach you to do. We want to make it as simple as possible. In the Insta Club Hub, you get dozens of quick bite-sized lessons where you literally get to look over my shoulder and watch me click the different buttons on my phone so you can follow right along with me. We also have two live trainings every single month. It's the only place where you get guaranteed two live trainings from my mom and myself every single month. If you ever have to miss one of those lives, there's always a recording of them available. There's also a powerful Q&A section where if you ever have any Instagram technical difficulties or challenges, we have experts to help you get them fixed. I can't rave enough about the results that people are getting from the Insta Club Hub. We're talking about thousands of new followers in a super short amount of time. And like I said earlier, most importantly, converting those followers into customers. So I can't stress it enough. I highly encourage you to join Insta Club Hub today. The link is in the show notes below this episode. And of course, you can just visit Insta Club hub.com to join. Anyways, back to the episode. I'm sure it was super scary during that time. You know, it was scary for everyone, but literally scary. You're, you're in arguably the, the most challenging industry during that time. So that's scary. I was talking to a real estate agent two days ago. I mean, he said, Brock, listen, I'm almost 50 years old. And whether I'm buying my hundredth house or my very first house when I was 18, it's scary like investing in real estate and buying, you know, he's like there, you can run all the numbers. And if it makes sense on paper, it's going to make sense, but it's still, you know, there's going to be those butterflies and it's going to be scary. So there's a lot of fear involved. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners right now are feeling that fear and, and that butterfly and, and anxiousness even. Can you talk to me just briefly about the regret minimization framework? I heard you bring this up on another <laughs> podcast and I yeah. would love, I would love for you to explain that. Yeah, so I think this was made you know, more well-known by Jeff Bezos, which obviously most people have heard of him. He's the founder of Amazon. And it's hard to look back at when he first started because Amazon is so big now, right? But when he first started, he left a very good-paying job, I think, in Manhattan, New York or something. I don't know if it was a hedge fund, whatever, to work on Amazon. And he was working in like his little basement or something. He's got There's a photo of him with a computer and like mm -hmm. a piece of paper hanging in the back of Amazon. Anyways... He said, people asked him, why would you go start this crazy idea? And he said, well, I have this framework, the regret minimalization framework. I'm thinking 15 to 20 years down the road in my personal life, would I regret not doing this or taking the chance today? So that was like a light bulb moment for me is like, 
what sounds safe and secure. And I'm a big Robert Kiyosaki fan. So like the safe, secure job is what keeps most people from investing their money because of the perceived risk. But when you start flipping that on its head and is, is it risky, riskier to invest my money when I'm young or is it riskier to work a job that I may or may not thoroughly enjoy for 40 years of my life and then get to the end of that time when I'm supposed to retire and being like, oh my gosh, I should have risked some money into this investment, right? Mm-hmm. So like that regret minimalization framework like played a huge part into like minimizing the perceived risk I had within real estate or other forms of investment and just like going all in on it. Love that. Something my dad says all the time, and he said it on this podcast before is scared money don't make money. And I think another another <laughs> great like that. quote that I heard from you in, in your course was that you can't save your way to wealth. The way to yeah. achieve wealth and this financial freedom is can't most save your way to financial freedom. Yeah, I think that was the exact quote. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was a penny pincher for sure, especially in college. I think I don't know if you've heard me say this on other things before, but the biggest contemplation I ever had in my head as a college athlete you get like a little bit of money for dining out, right? When you're on traveling, mm-hmm. was at Chipotle and I love guac. And I was like, <laughs> am I going to spend the two bucks on this guac? And I would literally have like a mini panic attack while I was in line. And I would usually not get the guac. <laughs> now I get wow. the guac, but it's just like thinking about in that way, it's like a penny picture, but you do have to budget, right? And understand you know, that you can't only save so much money based on the current position. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You have to focus in other areas in order to grow, right? Love that. All right. So let's shift gears now. Let's start to talk social media a little bit because that's another stream of income that you have for yourself. And people listening right now, they might not have put two and two together. They might have seen you on TikTok before. You're now (laughs) over 500,000 followers on TikTok. You're also very present on YouTube. Which one started first? Did they start at the same time? Can you tell me just a little bit about the background of your social media presence? Yeah. So I started YouTube in January of 2020. Not really knowing where it's what I wanted to go. I knew you could make money off YouTube. I follow a lot of big YouTubers that encourage me to invest in real estate, among other things. So I started there because I felt like I wanted to share with other people what I had just started to do with my wife with Airbnbs. So I literally was just sharing all sorts of knowledge, you know, talking to people for free, all sorts of stuff. And YouTube is very difficult to grow on, especially if it's more of a niche topic like Airbnb or short term rentals. So I didn't start doing TikTok until I had like a little accountability group with some real estate buddies and we're like, Pick one thing and do it every single day for a month. Because I was trying to funnel people to YouTube because that's where I still feel like I provide the most value. Mm-hmm. So I started TikTok, I think in November or October of 2020. And I posted every single day for a month, at least one. And I grew like a little bit. And then it really started to blow up when I had a couple videos go viral. I think it's just been crazy. I wish I started TikTok sooner because that has opened up so many doors. I didn't even know it existed in social media. With affiliate marketing and then educational work, I had a bunch of people reach out. I was taking free calls. They said, you really need to build a course. Like I would buy it. And I'm like, really? Me? And so they're like, yeah, do it. I'm like, okay. So I sat down. I spent a lot of time building this. And I a step-by-step framework. I include everything I've ever built and do demos of all sorts of softwares. And ever since I launched that, like people have more and more people have signed up for it, which has been amazing for me. But even the better thing is like someone will spend the money for the course, but they're going to make like... 10x mm-hmm. what they spent on the course in the first month on Airbnb and seeing them so jazzed up and send me, I can't believe I, they send me like their screenshots of their income. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so cool. I, I get so, I, I manifest in other people like experiencing that, right? So. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, I can't wait to send you those screenshots myself because I, I will <laughs> let everyone know. I found Michael on TikTok and it's basically what he just described. I found him from one of his videos on TikTok. It showed up on my For You page. 
watched a couple of his TikToks, started following him. And I went over to YouTube and watched some of his YouTube videos, which on YouTube, you get really transparent. And like you tell us down to basically the penny, what your expenses and your income are from these different properties every single month. That's very transparent. Can you tell us a little bit about the decision to do that? Was that strategic or was that just wanting to be transparent? What was going on? Yeah. So I really found value in some of the YouTubers that I follow that every once in a while they'll share, this is how much money I made on YouTube and how I made it from ads, affiliate marketing. And obviously they're very grateful. Like this is impossible without you as the audience and stuff. So I was like, that's really cool. Like I would have never had guessed how you guys made money without you sharing and being open to it. So from there, I was like, maybe transparency is key. And in real estate, a lot of the real estate investors will be very open once you network with them. But very few online will share in-depth numbers and breakdowns of cash flow or what they actually spend on properties. They're very like very high level. And then, oh, come over here and then buy a course or buy this, which I'm sure the courses have a ton of value, right? Mm-hmm. But I wanted people to like be, okay, this is exactly how much this guy's making or maybe, you know, what months he's struggling. And I'm very open about both sides, like all the good and all the bad and everything in between. So, you know, I do get a lot of hate from some people on TikTok and, and not on YouTube really, but on TikTok, like, oh, you're just bragging. And I really don't want it to be perceived as that. But, you know, being open and transparent, I've had so many people like yourself saying, I found you and I, because you were so transparent and open about it, that's what really intrigued me and my friend or a significant other to start our own journey with search and rentals and Airbnb. And now we have our first property and we're off to the races ready for our next. And like hearing that feedback is what motivates me to continue the openness you know, moving forward. Yeah, that's really powerful. I love your story about TikTok too. I feel like it's the story of so many people who got on TikTok. It was like reluctant, didn't really know. And then you're like, okay, I'm just going to commit. I'm going to do a video a day for 30 days. And then that consistency, all of a sudden, boom, one blows up, you're viral. Before you know it, now you have half a million followers on TikTok, which is absolutely insane. So cool. Like I was telling my dad that I was interviewing you today and I told you this off off air, but then he was like, oh, I've seen his video. I've seen him on TikTok. So it's crazy the power of the algorithm, the power of the free reach that we can get nowadays from social media. Can you tell us a little bit more about your course? Yeah, absolutely. So I have two courses, but we'll focus. The one's like a holistic overview of real estate investing. It goes over a bunch of different strategies, how to's, like build a complete foundation. But the one we're going to focus on is Airbnb Investor Academy, which is a complete blueprint or step-by-step guide from if you know nothing about real estate or short-term rentals, it goes over like the full foundation at the start and then walks you through every step of the process to evaluating different markets, how to run an investment analysis, whether you're doing buy and hold or arbitrage or co-hosting or partnering with somebody. So really breaking down the numbers, which kind of de-risks the investment, right? Because if your numbers make sense, the deal usually makes sense. Moving into how to actually buy a place, how to work with lenders, how to work with real estate agents, which ones to work with and why, which loans to leverage. And then the second half of the course is really important where a lot of people who buy properties to rent on Airbnb, I think make the biggest mistake, which is to not stand out. Mm-hmm. So how to create, like you mentioned before, the X factor, the wow factor, because for me, it's like anything else online, people's attention spans are so low. How to increase click rate. So what's your wow factor? And that should be your number one or two photos on Airbnb to earn that click. So I focus on you know where to spend money on furniture, how to budget for furniture, what furniture to buy, and then how to set things up for automation. So cleaning, maintenance, and then what software automation tools to allow you to automate 90% of it so it can be passive or at least as passive as possible. And then of course it ends with you know how to structure your business, you know, working with lawyers to discuss LLC options 
and then working with CPAs and taxes and just bookkeeping to keep track of revenue and cash flow accurately. Mm -hmm. Going to be totally honest with our audience. I binge listened to the entire course and then I got home and I rewatched the entire course. <laughs> I think my three favorite things about your course are number one, that's just so all encompassing. Like you said, we really, you start with the foundations, like the why, what are we even talking about? What are these definitions? What do these words mean? What's our purpose? And then we move through every different kind of loan, different strategies. And we even get into like, you know, different credit cards that you might encourage us to use when purchasing things to furnish the home. Like we get into the nitty gritty. You really help us with that. So that's the first thing I love. The second thing is just that the templates you provide. You know, like you said earlier that you've built out this spreadsheet where you can just plug in all the numbers. And if it makes sense on there, it's probably going to be a good deal. And you just provide that with us in the course. So I think that's really, really cool. Some of my favorite things about the course. And by the way, everyone listening, we are going to offer a 15% off little coupon discount link. It'll be down in the show notes below this episode. But Michael, thank you so much for being here today. And I can't encourage our audience enough to check out this course and also to check you out on all your different socials, because like we said, you're super transparent, super consistent, and you just share so much value. Can you tell us where we can find you on the different social media platforms? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram and TikTok, it's mElefante6. And on YouTube, for those that are looking for more in-depth, I often get a lot of questions through TikTok, lead over to Instagram. Um, I usually direct people, hey, if you want to check out my YouTube, I really try and provide very in-depth value there, uh, break down all sorts of different topics, not just short-term rentals, but other personal finance topics, investing as well. So YouTube, you can search my name, but if you get on any one of my platforms, if you click the link in my bio, like all my resources and links to other platforms are, are there. Awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Brock. So again, maybe you don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars of disposable income that you're ready to invest in a property that you're going to turn into an Airbnb, but maybe you could reach out to some existing investors or Airbnb owners and offer to them your services being a property manager. If you want to learn more about Michael's course, we have a link to it down in the show notes and you can use the code Brock, that's my name, B-R-O-C-K, type in my name and you'll get 15% off, 15% off his course, which again, I'm a huge fan of. He covers everything in the course from the very beginning, the very basics of like, what even is investing? Why? What's the mindset you should have going into this? All the way down to the nitty gritty of the different kinds of loans, how to talk to and build relationships with real estate agents and, and all of that really good stuff. So again, I'm a huge raving fan of his course. And if this is something that you're interested in, if this is something that you want to explore as a possible additional stream of income for you and or your family, I would highly recommend checking out his course. I like to think of purchasing courses like this as an investment, just like an investment into the stock market or into Bitcoin. This is an investment. This is an investment into your future, into the knowledge that you will gain, and then you can see a return on investment, right? Because if you learn from the course and then you implement and then you start seeing an income, then literally it's a return on investment. So again, big fan of his course. You can get the link to it down in the show notes and use discount code Brock for 15% off. But thank you so much for listening today. And let me know if you enjoyed this episode. I know that a lot of the time we focus on social media and email list building. And we've done some episodes recently about additional streams of income and investing in real estate and short-term rental property investing. So let me know if this is something that you enjoy. If you like these episodes that we've had recently, either shoot me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at 
Brock 11 Johnson, or leave us a review. That's a really great way to let us hear your feedback is to leave us a review of this podcast and let us know if you like some of these recent episodes. And of course, definitely always hit subscribe. That way, when we do put out a new episode, which we put out two episodes per week, it automatically shows up in your podcast app and you don't have to worry about searching for it and downloading it every single time. It just shows up there ready for you to listen. But thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I really appreciate it. And as always, happy networking. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.